Newsbreak Podcast. Skin bleaching comes under the spotlight despite the dangers of using these lightning products being well publicized. Is fear still the fixation? Join us on Newsbreak Talk this Saturday at 1:00 when we ask how fair are fairness creams? That's Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Give your views a voice. Fair is foul or foul is fair? That's, I think, the biggest debate to have right now as we put skin lightening under the spotlight. <laughs> Very warm welcome to Newsbreak Talk today. It's Cutting Edge Current Affairs this Saturday afternoon with me, Tadeh Shari Pashad. And yes, we are looking at the uh, issue of skin lightening. Of course, it's an ongoing issue, something that has been um, an age-old cloud i think hanging over many um the debate about you know is fair beautiful do you still consider dark to be beautiful the 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 the, the many social issues that go with it from a historic perspective and i think in a modern perspective we look at the issue of danger and damage to the skin because skin lightening products are not 100% safe and many are unregulated so the impact on one's skin could be quite detrimental so these are the issues that pop up when one looks at the issue of skin lightening so today we're putting that under the spotlight because there's been an interesting campaign doing the rounds and a campaign that we're going to be focusing on today it's called don't mess with my skin so this particular campaign speaks about the dangers of skin lightening um, and also taking into account that some would want to uh, experiment with the new shade or a different type of skin and of course the safety regulations and tips on how to go about doing that so today we're talking about your skin and we're asking you um, not to mess with your skin but at the same time talk to us about your skin what becomes your particular interest with regard to skin lightening is it a is it something that you've faced in your life is it something you'd be interested in doing and also talk to me about the social connotations with regard to skin lightening with being too fair too dark in between the whole issue with com- with complexion how does that play out in a social context so today joining me in studio to talk about this i think is the um founder of that very campaign uh, of course save your skin don't mess with my skin rather and we are happy to be joined in studio by Najma Khan she's the co- co-owner of Dana Montague King and that's a ph- pharmaceutical company that had launched the campaign don't mess with my skin Najma we thank you very much for your time Thank you Tanish um yeah I'm actually very excited to be here today and um yeah I think KZN really needs a bit of exposure on um the damaging effects of skin bleaching Yeah I think so and I think to also put it within a you know, and I think I think the term becomes um, body dysmorphia, which is just the constant unhappiness with your body, constantly wanting to change your body. To talk about it from that, I think psychological aspect, we've got psychiatrist Dr. Javanika Mudli. Dr. Mudli, thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a really, really interesting to- topic yeah. uh, that you brought up, and um, it's just uh, so 
widespread in Durban and I think we need to draw some attention to why people bleach and why we're so unhappy with the skin that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on that note, then let's start off that conversation, Najma, and talk about um, some of the numbers you've had to deal with that, you know, propelled you to start this campaign, Don't Mess With My Skin. What did you uncover? And I think specifically within a South African context. Okay, so um, what actually happened was um, earlier this year on an, at an international conference in L.A., um, I was asked to um, speak about a topic that was relevant to I was, um, like to South Africa. And, um, you know, during the past five years, DMK Skin Clinics across South Africa and Africa has seen a definite increase in the number of clients coming in due to damage caused by skin bleaching creams. And as it is clearly seen, this practice seems to be a growing trend. Um, so the Don't Mess With My Skin movement is geared at educating young men and women on the harmful side effects of bleaching, as well as to empower them to be comfortable in their own skin so that they're not swayed by the media and celebrities who portray light skin to be better. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, the m- movement is well supported by approximately 340 DMK skin clinics across South Africa and Africa, as well as 35 different countries. Um, we've got youth development activists involved, um, psychologists, life coaches, schools, playwriters, and the media is really supporting this initiative as well. So I think we are going full steam ahead with, um, you know, basically exposing the damaging effects of skin bleaching. Because as a paramedical therapist and being in the industry for 23 years, I have seen a lot of damage. Yeah. And um, with all the knowledge that we have at our fingertips, this um, damage is increasing. So more and more we, come, we find that we're getting clients coming into the clinics for help because they've used damaging uh, ingredients. Right. And you know, that sort of thing. No. And it's readily available. But I think before we come back to that issue of it being readily available, I want to talk about the damage. When you say there's a lot of people who suffer from damage having used skin lightening products, what kind of damage are we looking at? Okay, so uh, I mean, so what I'm going to do is just uh, briefly explain the ingredients that I use because then you'd understand where the damage is actually coming right. from. So um, we have hydroquinone, which is actually very commonly used in the skincare industry. But, um, you know, even low doses over a period of time can actually damage the skin. So it results in um, a condition called ochronosis, which is a bluish gray pigmentation that is found like sort of deep seated in the skin. Um, This accelerates the aging process as well. So if you look at people that have used hydroquinone or abused or overused over long periods of time, you actually find that um, there's quite a distortion in the mouth and the eye area. Because what happens is the fibers actually um, become very uh, brittle. And um, we understand those to be very delicate areas of the face. Yes. Yeah. And then we have mercury, which is actually toxic to the system. Mm. Um, you know, it is systemic. So not only are you thinning out the skin, but you're damaging your kidneys. They're yeah. heavy metals that your body and your liver, yeah. your kidneys... Even actually, even on a topical perspective? Yes, yeah. it's systemic. So it does go into, um, you know, it does go through the skin, into the blood system. Um, steroids thin out the skin. So usually with these um, skin bleaching creams, there's a cocktail of light ingredients. You, ju- you won't just get one. So there's two or three or even more of these ingredients in a cream. And um, and that's what um, that's what unfortunately that is what, what happens, we yeah. what happens and that's yeah. what we're using. Yeah. you know, th- there's often um, and I think more to talk about on that because I also want to talk about you know if that's ever happened to you, what do you do to try and um, you know reclaim your skin, regain your skin? But I want to ask you if um, 
there's often this, and I've heard this uh, a lot, on, a lot on the ground while even researching that if I use skin lightening and if I stop, I'm going to get darker. My skin's going to get worse. Those areas that I've used it on is going to be far more damaged. Explain that to me. Is that just a myth? So uh, yes, that is a myth. Yeah. Uh, because you, the best thing you can do for yourself is actually stop it, and then seek proper help to help prepare the skin. Because right. the skin, your cells are Renewable. amazing. They yeah. they rejuvenate. Mm. And I mean, think of all the trauma that we put our bodies yeah. through, and it yeah. just heals and fixes yeah. itself. Yeah. So yes, they you know, given the correct environments, the right. correct um, ingredients, the correct treatments, yeah. um, you can actually. I would say strengthen and yeah. um, you know especially with skin bleaching it damages mm. your lung cells and mm. your lung cells are your immune system of mm. the body it's the ambulance of your body mm. and um, we can actually help repair that and make your skin stronger so wow. what happens is people that bleach you find that they can't go out in the sun right so they spend a shorter time in the sun they basically because then bleaching makes makes your skin a little thinner Very and then therefore thin. the UV ray damages it further exactly right. so also another thing that I want to point out is skin cancer is on an increase mm. on with our darker skins. It's something that um, wasn't actually, um, you know, you, it was never heard of before. Right. It was usually just your Caucasian clients that mm. were getting skin cancer. And now because of skin bleaching, we are actually um, loading the immunity of the skin, thinning out the skin uh, with all the toxins that we put in into our system. We are definitely opening ourselves up yeah. to skin cancers. Yeah. And I think to add credence to that, the World Health Organization says that, you know, 61% of skin products in India are aimed at lightening. And I'm, I'm using India as a reference here because a lot of the, you know, Indian origin people have that, um, physiological link to India in terms of the genetics and in terms of the skin then and the makeup of the skin. So when you consider that 61% of skin products in India, according to the World Health Organization, are aimed at lightening, uh, making you then, I think, a bit more susceptible to skin cancer. But let's move on now away from the... Um, I think the composition of, of a skin lightening product and the damages, I want to talk about the psychological aspect because it starts there, I'd imagine, Dr. Mudli, where you would then want to, you know, come up with the psychological thought that I'm not happy with what I'm seeing in the mirror, right? And where would a thought like that arise? You know, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you start thinking, I'm not dark enough, I'm not fair enough, and then I should change that. Where does that thought spring up from? You know, I think a lot of that uh, thought would actually originate as a child. Yeah. We, we're actually bombarded by social media and subliminal messages, mm. um, you know, uh, advertising and things sort of portray an image of what is perfect, what is beautiful, and uh, like an ideal uh, look or yeah. ideal complexion. Mm. Um, right at the outset, uh, when we read storybooks to our children. Uh, I, mean, I was reading to my child the other day and um, we say Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, for example. It's mirror, yeah. mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And when you think about it, I'm, I'm, I've got this perfect human who I'm unconsciously right. um, telling her that fair is pretty. Fair is beautiful. And, and the stepmother was actually you know, willing to kill this lady um, to be the most beautiful person, so it's like it's, it shows that the that how how big the ideal is and how much we put things in our children at a young age without realizing it. Yeah, so there's this I mean, unconscious. I'm not, I'm not doing it intentionally to yeah. my child. And that goes into a subconscious realm in the brain that presents later at yes. some point. I'd imagine. And so we, we, 
and and on that note then i want to say where you constantly have this idea of um of what beauty is and i think if you look at it within a political uh, you know uh, space um there's the idea of um you know the the the, the, the i think the constant narrative going around globally is white supremacy yes. where because you know um that th- that was the nature of what agenda was what agendas were set that was the construction of what beauty was it was white and that then resulted in campaigns which put forward white faces as the epitome of beauty and now in an era where that isn't the case anymore there's no such thing as supremacy because you know most of the, of the globe is going toward human rights and representation um talk to me about the messages that have been sent out to people that white is more beautiful than black or dark or brown or anything that's not white the the messages are are, are pretty much everywhere and mm. and I'm glad to say that it, that there is change it's yeah. starting to change because there's better legislature and uh people are a bit more informed and and we are a bit more aware i mean previously we literally you would you would see billboards in india saying for a fairer you and you know things and all those are changing and south africa is actually very good in terms of um you know not allowing you to use the word lightning uh, in your products you rather use the word brightening and things like that um um we do have this ingrained um idea that lighter skin is fair and it stems from different things in asia um they actually felt that it was a financial thing so they felt that um lighter skin was a function of people who worked outside uh, were migrant workers and so they were dark and so they were poor and the people who worked inside were lighter and so that was um perceived as better so it's a financial thing in india obviously you know you, you mentioned the 61% but they it stemmed from the caste system, caste system and yes. colonialism where mm. um the top of the society is fair yeah, yeah. um so and i think what you illustrating there is the way human rights violations have had an impact on creating a system now where you have a preconceived notion of what is beautiful, what is beautiful. and what what is right but let's bring it back and of course that was i think the more you know academic way of looking yeah. at it but just to talk about it now on that ground uh, basis so you've got a conditioning on your mind now and you, you know you you have this idea that fair is beautiful and dark isn't or or vice versa even depending on which side of the way you're looking at it um what happens to you when you look in the mirror and you see something you don't like what are the feelings what is the restlessness that compel people to look into skin alterations but i think it comes down to to self esteem that that at the end of the day um we need to build people's self esteem that you do need to that the thought is the 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 thought is i'm not good enough that's the end result is that when you look in the mirror you're thinking I uh you know we've worked so hard to in South Africa to break those racial um uh, barriers you were speaking about that that to to change the white supremacy and to uh, embrace uh, black is beautiful and all those things but we we still striving to be lighter so it's it's it shows how sort of ingrained in our society it, it is you know yeah. and and it's and even across um the board from a young age people um when a child is born um i think people still ask you know is a child fair or is a child dark it's still there yeah. we we can do whatever we like but but the community sort of still pushes that yeah. so yeah. the the where does the thought come from is because as much as we can blame social media it does start at home it starts with people 
telling you to drink milk when you're pregnant so that the baby is fair. You know, to um, look at the first thing you look at in the morning must be white so that the baby's born fair. I mean, it's silly. Yeah, you you yeah. logically know it's not true, yeah. but, but that is the way people yeah. think. So I think this is just basically the introduction then to the issue of fairness. And I think we are going to be taking that conversation a lot. I'd love to know from you now your thoughts on fairness and skin lightening. You know, some of your preconceived ideas, notions and experiences with this. We are also talking about pharmaceuticals. So um, have you tried a fairness cream previously, uh, a lightening cream as, as you know, the the more tactful way of saying it is the radiance cream, a bright, brightener, a clearer cream. Have you tried that before? What has been the effect? What has been the impact? And I think generally then your um, you know, way forward with regard to society's fixation with colour, how do you think that should be um, handled? Give us a call. It's 089-310-8789. Azam Flower. Because when it comes to family, love is what matters. Millions in Africa love Azam flour, be it in roti, cakes, bread or donuts. Azam flour brings the love alive. Heart of the family. Try us, then trust us. After South Africa's two consecutive away losses to the Pumas of Argentina and Wallabies of Australia, the Springboks wrote their name in the history books during their recent victory over the All Blacks of New Zealand. Now, the Box face the Wallabies in a grudge clash of the ongoing Casalaga Rugby Championship on home soil at the battlefield of Nelson Mandela Bay, Port Elizabeth. Catch this nail-biting encounter on your favourite SABC radio station at 5 past 5 in the afternoon. Brought to you by SABC Sport for the love of the game. The game. The game. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. Okay, let's go to the phone lines now. And our first caller today is Mrs. Yes, Naika. Yes. Hello, Mrs. Naika. Yes, go ahead, ma'am. <laughs> Good evening. Good afternoon, Dr. Mrs. Naika, I'm just going to ask you to turn the volume on your radio, please. I'm getting, a, I'm unable to hear you. Yes. Um, okay. Mm, yes, Mrs. Naika, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I've got the patches in my body, white patches. So I don't know what really it is. Because uh, last time when I had a show on uh, Radio Lotus, I spoke to the doctor. And they said that... Uh, Maybe it uh, caused you that uh, white patches. I don't know what name is. They told some name about the patches. They said I must see the dermatologist. Yeah, have you seen the dermatologist? I went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But there's no uh, no joy at all about the skin. Uh, it's carrying on. They gave me a, a brown tablet. They said they Maybe I got the white liver problem. Then I must carry on taking the brown tablet. I think it's a multivitamin tablet. So I'm carrying on with that for over about two years now, but there's no joy at all. Ah. So those pa- those, mm. those, those patches remain. Okay. So, yeah. okay, so keep listening to the radio and then we'll bring you some sort of advice on how to take something like that forward. Uh, thanks for that call, Mrs. Naika. Let's go to our WhatsApp line. You can also WhatsApp us your thoughts. 0716137803. Um, 
Rajan Rajkumar, society must take responsibility for stereotyping people. If you are dark-skinned, you are shunned. Fair-skinned people are looked up to. Hence, people resort to skin bleaching. To all dark-skinned people like me, remember, dark is beautiful. It's not the color of your skin that matters, but who you are as a person that matters the most. Rajan Rajkumar from Cape Town. And... Um, this is pretty interesting from Anonymous. Good day. I also heard about these hacks that you get for um, toothpaste to lighten and brighten for the use of dark circles under your eyes. How safe is this? Great point, Anonymous. We're going to talk about that. And uh, Basant says, um, how's it? And greetings. Take profile pictures. What a lie and a farce. So different to reality. Fairness is the misleading factor. You know, Basant, that is a point I was actually talking to Rachel as we were producing. We're here talking about topical products to put onto the skin and skin lightening, etc. What about the filters that exist on social media? Isn't that a quick way to look fair immediately? I'm sure it's safer than using mercury. But still, it's this preconceived notion. Let me not be who I am beautiful point Basant I'm going to take that forward just now and we've got um, this is Sharon Nike. nice topic I have never tried any skin bleaches or any whitening creams nor will I try uh, we must be happy with our skin or our body for that ma- for that matter color doesn't matter wonderful point Sharon thanks so much for that to the phones again quickly Mahindra on the line hello Mahindra hi how are you very well thanks good Quick question. Have you heard of a product called Crystal Tomato? How good and what's the efficacy of that product? Uh, yes, Mahindra, we're trying not to mention uh, too much of those products that are available. Uh, maybe if you could talk to me about, you know, any type of, uh, you know, what is the use of a product like this? Oh, well, it's actually uh, cited for bleaching as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. All right, Mahindra. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll give that a bit of a conversation. Yes, we are talking about skin light and keep the calls coming through. I'd also like to know your thoughts. We're trying to not mention products, um, you know, obviously from a, a you know, perspective of just trying to um, not mention or get involved in any particular type of brand. There's a lot of legalities involved there, so let's just stay away from that. Let's go to Dean on the line. Hello, Dean. Uh, hi, good afternoon. Um, so, yeah, you know, I just feel that uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, don't be light, uh, yeah. just accept your skin color. But if you look around the world, you know, most of the people are that are light are more successful. So, you know, how do you justify them not wanting to be yeah. light? I mean, On what grounds India, do you suggest, Dean, that those who are lighter are more successful? Well, you know, grounds? it seems like people who are lighter, even if they're not like qualified, not skilled enough, they'd just be more successful ultimately instead of a dark person. So if you look at India, all the Bollywood celebrities, the, they're all light in complexion. The politicians are all light. Even if they come from regions of India where, which have a higher concentration of darker people, the lighter ones in those regions would be more successful. So, you know, ultimately people would want to be light because it naturally means, you know, being successful. So why not just just go with the flow and just yeah. get lighter. Yeah. But I just want to ask though, you know, you know, what does that mean then about dark people? Are you saying they're irrelevant? Um, they're not irrelevant, but um, but I mean, if you just look at the stats, you know, the lighter people are more successful. So, I mean, if somebody is dark or is average in complexion and wants to get lighter, then then why not want to aspire towards getting successful the easy way by just getting lighter? Okay, well, an interesting point there, Dean. Thanks so much. Um, I do know some very successful dark people. 
I, I know quite a lot of successful dark people and I know quite a lot of successful fair people as well. So I'm just trying to rationalize that and, and understand that particular point. Mrs. B. Ram, uh, Ram Dhani, Ram, yeah, Mrs. B. Ram Dhani, hello? Hello. Hi, ma'am. Hello. Yes, ma'am, go ahead, I can hear you. Uh, I don't agree with your last caller. Yeah. Because there's no such thing as you being dark and you're not successful. Mm, mm. You can be dark on the outside, but you are white inside. And the people that are white on the outside, they are dark inside. Yeah. So there's no such thing as being uh, successful when you are you are lighter. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually 60 years old, and I haven't used even foundation on my face. And I've got a normal skin. And uh, all these uh, skin lightening things and the skin people wearing and doing all these things on their face, they are buggering their, their face more. And um, it's not nice to use all these things. And last year or the year before last, there was a bride and groom that married in India. And because she had used so much of makeup, when he saw her without makeup, he divorced at the same time. Yeah. So it's not that nice to use. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wonderful. Thanks so much for that for that intelligent point there. Selvin on the line. Hello, Selvin. Hi, good afternoon, Suresh. How are you, sir? Very well, thanks. How Suresh, are you? I saw you at many conferences and I saw you at Lotus. You got a beautiful tan. Right? Yeah. You're not white. Say thank you, Suresh. Thank you so much, Selvin. Right. Now, what I'm basically saying is if you take a dark-skinned person and put them in Alaska for a thousand years, the offspring is going to be white. Nature has created pigmentation so people in Africa will be darker-skinned to accommodate the sun the lighter-skinned people in the north. So this story about dark-skinned and light-skinned people being more productive is irrational, unacceptable. Yeah. Because I will tell you why. We've got a natural tan. People who are light-skinned go to the beach to tan themselves. We don't have to. It's all about the intellectual capacity. Then you have celebrities, spouses, who are creating skin lightness. Why do you have to create a skin lightness to become lighter when you have a natural tan? So basically I'm saying the color of the skin does not matter at all. Just look after the texture of the skin as your host you have the, is teaching the people how to look after the skin with fruits and so forth, medication. Keep away from lightening your skin. Be natural. Thank you, Taresh. Have a great day. Thanks, Selvan. Appreciate your call. Thanks. Let's go to Scully on the line. Hello, Scully. Hello, Taresh. Uh, um, Taresh, I don't know what to say about this topic, but uh, I concur with your last two callers, uh, yeah. Selvan and yeah. the lady before that. But the guy who, who, who the, the other caller who is saying about the fair people that are uh, success, I bull, man. It's a lot of bull. Yeah. Uh, it's a geographical factor where you're born on, on earth, you know. And please, man, hey, you shouldn't allow that guy, man, to do that. You know, yeah, it's yeah. degrading the human nature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. Absolutely, Scully. Thanks for that. Yeah, I, I, I tried to rationalize there and try and understand, you know, in terms of... Um, the statistical nature of that and also in terms of the actual argument are you then, you know, what are you then saying about people who are not of a particular colour? So yeah, I think a lot of feedback coming through on that point, um, not really the most constructive comment coming through there, but a, an opinion nonetheless and I think that's the, um, the, the democratic nature of Newsbreak Talk where we take those opinions uh, forward but I think uh, let's just you know I think I want to I want to on that note I want to talk to you about this Dr. Javanika Mudli um, you know the, that kind of issue then when you have this you know I think that was an example of it a preconceived notion about the fact that Faye is successful and I don't want to spend time on that and dissect that 
I want to dissect the, the, the comments coming through because everybody that called through right now disagreed with that. What is that saying about society's understanding that um, no matter what color you are, it really depends on your intellectual capacity and what is within? Yes, definitely. Mm. So how can um, I understand society's growth in that regard of understanding that it's not about your color? Yes, it's people are um, getting there. You know, in terms of, um, like I said earlier, we we are we we there is a lot um, in the community that sort of pushes fair people, and and um, and often I've I've heard of uh, children that are born in um, homes where there was one darker skinned and one lighter skin, and they've they've actually said that they've been sort of victimized in a way and things. Yeah. And I am happy to see that that is changing. That is changing. It is changing. Yeah. I've seen it in um, the way we handle our children now. The, 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 the rearing of children has changed. The fact that schools are, are mixed and you, you're exposed to a variety of different shades and colors and things like that, I think that also makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think physiologically, um, your mental capacity, your brain capacity is not di uh, directly proportionate to your melanin level, is it? Of course not. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just ridiculous. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's great that people are, are definitely thinking about these things. And I'm happy yeah. that they're talking about it as yeah. well. Because yeah. what I've also found is that, um, you know, with, with skin lightening, it's fine to use something. I think the, it's, a, it's a $10 billion industry, if you think about it, and it's, and it's increasing. And um, for the pharmaceutical company and comes uh, like um, uh, cosmetic companies, I mean, it's it's very lucrative. So you will be bombarded with people trying to sell you things. I mean, you can go to the spice shop and buy skin lightening agents at the moment. But what I find in my practice is people come to me and and people are better informed. Mm. We have you don't need me. You have Doctor Google, and mm. so people Google things to death they know all the symptoms and signs of everything that yeah. um, you want to um, encourage them to use mm. but when it comes to something like a skin lightening agent which which as hasn't actually been there's no long-term uh, studies of how people have used it and going forward what the long-term effects of these things are so the 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 strength of the products are not um you know, known. They sold in unmarked containers without yeah. concentrations and things like that. Yeah. Um, people are buying things on the internet and in injecting mm. stuff and whatever. So, so I can't understand the rational um, part behind that, where you you know everything and you you. If I had to give you something and and um, you'd question my medication to death, but you're willing to take a chance on something that may cause skin cancer, that may cause yeah, skin irritation, may cause yeah. You know? Let's talk to you about this, and I think that's that's specifically why I think a campaign like "Don't Mess with My Skin" has been successful and is gaining traction. When you have a society now saying, "Don't mess with my dark skin." You know, I'm happy with it, and it's got no. Um, it, it, it points to no direction as to what I'm going to achieve or what I'm, how successful I'm going to be. So don't mess with it because I'm okay with it. So you don't need to be. Talk to me about that kind of sentiment that has been coming through with the campaign. Okay, so I think Tiresh, what we need to understand is the melanocyte, um, the cell in question. I think that's the big thing because skin bleaching, um, psychological issues, all of that stems around the melanocytes. I'm going to give you like a simplified anatomy um, lesson here. So uh, the melanocyte produces melanin or ink, which is God-given. So that's what we have. That's the color of our skin. 
Okay. So this ink is housed in melanosomes, which is then transferred via dendrites or arm-like projections to the keratinocytes, which are cells that move up to your epidermis. Okay, this gives you your color. So it's a combination of eumelanin, which is blue melanin, which we have, um, you know, the darker skin uh, have blue eumelanin, then fumelanin, uh, beta carotene, along with oxygenated and deoxygenated hemoglobin. Now, this is a normal rhythm. It's a normal process. This happens anyway, mm. whether you use something or not, okay, until your cells feel the need to protect itself because the melanocyte is a protection mechanism. It needs to protect itself. Okay, and then there's various, we need to understand there's, there's various aggravating factors. So up until a certain age, um, say you get to 20, 21, or you could actually have uh, hormonal changes prior to that, so breakouts. So then you're left with post-inflammatory blemishes, which yeah. people want to lighten. But there are treatments, successful treatments and um, safe products that one can actually use to mm. help lighten or, or I shouldn't use the word lighten, but to um, sort of condition your skin. Condition because your skin. I think that points to what Selvin was saying when he said, "Don't don't worry about the complexion. Just keep the skin healthy, healthy and beautiful, and even you know even skin toned, uh, glowy. Um, you know that's what makes a beautiful skin. The most beautiful skins I've worked with in my 23 years is a dark, dark skin." that ages slowly and um, you know there's nothing better than a beautiful dark Absolutely. healthy there, I think there's there's nothing better than being healthy I, I, I'd imagine because you sometimes can see somebody who's got very fair skin um, and if it's not healthy you know you, you then see a lack of health on that skin and I wonder you know how um, you know in um, aesthetic that would then be so i think the, the the issue then becomes to just keep it healthy but let's just talk about some of the some of the uh, questions i think coming through uh najma the issue of a lady calling through the patches she says she's got some white patches and she's unhappy she would need some medical advice on that wouldn't she definitely i would rather she go to a dermatologist it sounds like to me um doctor that she has vitiligo which is um an immune response so basically what happens is your body kills off your melanocytes um, so there's nothing that you, you can actually do with that. What I would suggest is that she does wear sunblock and then, I mean, if it really is of a concern, you know, her doctor can recommend something that depigments the darker areas then. So that's how uh, vitiligo is treated. But I would definitely say that she needs to be on a healthy diet, uh, good uh, supplements, um, you know, and yeah, and uh, yeah. definitely a sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. I think we can also just end off on that point and how to keep your, how to keep your skin a healthy a toothpaste to take away dark circles. <laughs> well, I'd be very worried about that yeah. because I mean, um, the eye area is very sensitive. Yeah. And you could actually um, damage the skin. You could burn that area. So yeah. I would definitely not um, go down the toothpaste route. Yeah. You know, we had a we, yeah yeah toothpaste as well. Yeah, you wonder about fluoride under the eye. You know, mm -hmm. is, is 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 that a um, and it's such a delicate layer of skin on that eye. It's the thinnest layer, I understand yes. it, on the face. And it's not very well supported by muscle. So yeah. you need to be very, you know. Yeah. You know, we did have a caller calling through to ask about a particular product. And we're not going to do that. But there's so many on the market who do so many things. And I think, you know, in researching the topic, you know, I asked a few of them, what did you use? And I did get the names from wood shops and etc. And, and what they've done. 
Um, I want to talk about some sort of regulation on that because I think South Africa is a bit strict with regard to its, what it prohibits in terms of, well, I think from an advertising perspective, but in terms of a, com- a composition perspective, you kind of don't really know what's in that product, specifically if you can't even read the language of the packaging. Definitely. Um, talking about regulations, I have to actually say that we are slipping away with that um, hard and fast rule of regulations. The fact that we purchase products over the internet, uh, that there's no regulations there. Because you order your stuff, you get it in, and you start using um, you know, these uh, unreg- unregulated products. Um, products in the spy shop, like uh, doctors mentioned earlier, um, they are coming into the country even though they contain um, ingredients that are illegal. Raises a big, big problem. What is the level of enforcement with regards Definitely. to this? Definitely. I yeah. think that is something that our campaign is pushing forward as well. Um, you know, there's so much been going on with it. So I think it's something that needs to be brought yeah. to the government as well. And what's a good way to do that, to raise that? Because, you know, I think government is always talking about custom duties, always talking about bringing in revenue into the country. And here you have a market unregulated with harmful chemicals, damn detrimental to the health of, of South Africans. Um, you know, what would be a successful way to raise this, to try and get some sort of work or movement or legislation on it? Um, you know, that's a difficult one because, I mean, we bring in, um, we bring in, we importers as well. So we bring in products and everything has to go through the MCC yeah. and everything's uh, got to get medical clearance right. and there's such strict rules yeah. and regulations. And then you look at um, things that are coming in and you have to question whether it's because of bribery or is it a lack of, um, you know, just uh, our system that's just slipping Too away. Porous, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so those are interesting points yeah, to consider and I think from a I think, uh, government perspective that's one to actually put forward to them the next time we have them in studio. But let's go back to WhatsApp and you can call me now 089 your thoughts, your questions on this issue of skin lightening. Um, I've got a question from Raj. Uh, I'm just trying to open up my WhatsApp here. Um, Rajan Gavinder from Richards Bay says the previous caller was out of line. I think he was talking to about the entire issue that we just dissected. Um, Rajan saying it's it's absolutely incorrect to say that a particular complexion is more successful than the other. Um, and then a question coming through. What about some of the products being used for removing black marks but in the process does lighten the skin it does work and makes a huge difference i have no problem being dark or light skin but i think in society indian people tend to um look down on you uh so i think the issue there from vinesh becomes you know if i have a particular spot that i want to remove how you know um successful that could be uh i've been using oh i've been using a fairness cream for 25 years and not because i want to look fair uh, it gave my skin a good look and never used foundation because the cream was okay. But now we don't have the cream now and I'm using a cream that I'm not happy with. Interesting comment coming through. Um, so let's go to... Uh, let's go to... Oh wow, this is interesting. Do you see how beautiful skin vegetarians have natural products like honey almonds and fresh veg we can talk about about those ingredients and you know what's good for the uh, from a eating perspective what's good to from a diet perspective so we've got uh swami reddy i personally feel god gave us color whether you are white or black we must be happy black is beautiful from swami reddy 
Um, hi, I have a 14-year-old daughter who has sunburns from wearing a um, scarf to school every day. She's allergic to sunblock creams. What can she use? She's not fair skin nor dark. She has beautiful tan but very bad sunburn. Um, interesting point. The Bollywood movies always portray the lighter-skinned Indians as successful and beautiful, and they always have the main roles. The darker-skinned Indians are generally given roles as the poor people, or as beggars, or mourners, or playing roles of idiots. The problem with our South African Asians is that we don't know who we are. We allow the world to tell us who we are supposed to look. All Indians or Asians are not fair. Not all are dark, but. Whatever the color of your skin, we are beautiful and it is how we present ourselves to the world that makes the difference. Um, can one use aloe vera from plants on your face for clear skin? Please advise Mrs. Naidu. So that's another hack coming through. I hope you're good in Lotus Land. The color of your skin has nothing to do with one's success in life. It's all to do with self-confidence, determination and persistence. Your faith, belief in whatever one does. Your success also has nothing to do with your disability. So please be natural and take care of your skin. Kim from Johannesburg. Um, just want to share my experiences, which obviously led me to thinking about actually using products. Social media plays a big part in this matter, which has brainwashed people to thinking that fair is acceptable. And if you're not, then you're mostly shunned from certain things. Uh, you're more likable if you're fair. So I remember being bullied because of my skin color. And actually, funny enough, some remarks do pass my way currently. Something I do remember which did hurt is that a guy was interested in me and his friend actually compared me... Um, you know, very negatively. Uh, in my opinion, everyone is beautiful as they are and society uh, is just never pleased. So, uh, yeah, interesting point there, you know, how fair is enough? Um, and dark-skinned people are beautiful. Your character brings out your beauty. So I think a great deal of comments coming through on, on WhatsApp. Quickly to the phone lines before we wrap up our conversation. Anonymous on the line. Hello, Anonymous. Uh, good afternoon, Taresh, and to mm. your guest as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Taresh, I'm taking medication because of a heart problem, chronic yeah. medication. It's from last year. Mm. But now, about two months ago, I started getting like black spots on my face. It's like little sores. And then when that dries up, it leaves marks all over my face. I've never used skin lighteners or anything like that. I'm happy with the way my skin is. But I'm sad now because yeah. of the marks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's some sort of treatment that we could, you know, talk about with regard to that. So keep listening and we'll bring you that suggestion coming through. Sarah is on the line. Hello, Sarah. Deres, uh, uh, I'm right out, out of the topic. See, I have found driver's license in the road in Oport area and the standard bank by the name of... R okay, okay. Sarah, hold the line. Hold, uh, Sarah, hold the line. We'll take that details down from you just now as we continue... Sarah, just, uh, yeah, you could hold the line for us. Okay, when we come back, we wrap up our conversation. Mm -hmm. Saturday afternoons are Premier League moments on SABC3. The defending champions, Manchester City, face Brighton in the Premier League match of the week.
It's news break talk. We're about to wrap up our conversation on skin lightening. And yes, I think uh, Najma Khan, of course, uh, our skin expert today. Najma, diet became an issue of, um, you know, um, putting in the good stuff to get a better, healthier skin. Your thoughts on that? Well, that's um, quite ironical. I just actually recently finished a 12-day detox. Um, and I have to say, when you eat in a diet rich in fruit and veggies, um, you're naturally increasing your glutathione levels. Okay, glutathione is the mother of all antioxidants. And that's also something that is commonly used in um, skin lightening um, treatments where people are injecting glutathione into their systems or doing IV drips and that sort of thing. Um, you know, glutathione for IV, ha- for skin lightening, should I say, has not been FDA approved, but for health benefits, there's lots of it. So even if you're eating, so if you're eating a diet rich in um, raw fruits and veggies, you naturally increasing your glutathione levels, which would then give you a brighter, glowy skin, like your caller said earlier. Mm. So I think diet does make a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, water intake as well, um, you know, and yeah. yeah. You know, um, some, uh, I think points coming through, I mean, somebody called through to say, I don't want to use skin lightening and be fair. I just have some problems in certain spots. Can I use these, uh, you know, complexion correctors to do that? And then another lady saying, I've got um, an issue with my health. You know, I'm on particular medication. It's making certain as- aspects of me dark. Um, you know, in terms of those kinds of treatments, I mean, you know, are there stuff that could assist somebody uh, with problems like that? Definitely. There's um, really good products that contain ligurish root, um, bearberry extracts, um, vitamin C, so antioxidants, and those will actually help um, sort of suppress the melanogenesis, which is the overproduction of melanin, and at the same time brighten up the skin. So we're not talking of abnormally lightening the skin, but basically getting an even toned. So if you look at the top of your decollete or the top of your breast, that is what your skin actually looks like or should look like. Um, And it is possible to get it to that. So that is not abnormally lightening the skin, but using correct treatment like enzyme therapy that strengthens the function of the skin, um, kickstarts reverse osmosis, you know, improves lymph drainage, that sort of thing. And then um, combining that with a good um, set of home care products, which has antioxidants, um, you know, and vital nutrients, which stabilizes your acid mental. So I think if you're looking after your skin that way, you will have a beautiful, glowy, bright skin Mm. and not necessarily a white, pale um, skin that you're setting yourself up for sun damage. Right. And um, I think um, the... For those who do, you know, want to, um, you know, enhance themselves, I think that's the correct way to use it, to be a little bit better than they currently are. They feel they have a stronger potential um, in terms of the way they look. What is a natural, legal, safe, healthy ways to improve the complexion? I think find yourself a good skin therapist um, or a doctor that does, um, you know, that uses good products and treatments and um, yeah I think that's a good way to look after your skin yeah yeah I think a very quick final caller before we leave Mr. Munsami on the line hello Mr. Munsami hi how are you very well thanks good I could have told my wife she uses cream on her face uh, some glow golden glow okay alright now she's, she broke off with like a rash for the past like six months Okay, we'll try and just quickly get you an answer. I did indicate and request that you guys don't mention any um, 
you know, actual pharmaceutical name or brand of a product. But, you know, if you do have an issue, you got some sort of rash from using any product from wherever you got it, you know, what's the hope and how do you sort it out? Okay, so that sounds like, um, you know, the, the product that the wife's using has definitely um, interfered with the immunity of the skin. So once your immune system lowers, then you set yourself up for, you know, skin rashes and breakouts and that sort of thing. So I think she should definitely stop that. Um, maybe ice the skin daily just to reduce the inflammation and, um, yeah, get onto a good product that's, um, that's legal. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't have any harmful effects on the skin. Yeah, and I think creating a culture of skin health um, Often, you know, you you almost get a sense that, um, I, and I think it's not just with skin, it's just with anything, you only start to address it when you have the problem. You know, what is your advice um, to, to, I think, even young people or anybody to just start taking care and creating a sense of health for the skin so that you're constantly in a state of health where you never, you know, that becomes your confidence mechanism and you never need to change anything because you have the confidence of health already on your skin what is what are some of the tangible steps to do that okay um like uh, doctor said earlier it's usually what the mothers do the kids follow so i think if a mom's looking after skin and using good product on the skin she naturally would want her daughters or sons to do the same thing mm -hmm. and um yeah get onto a good cleanser moisturizer and definitely a sunscreen for daily use and um yeah i think that's that's about it. Mm, wonderful. So I think, um, you know, Dr. Devani Kamudli, who's of course bringing us as a bit of a psychological aspect to this. And I think um, we did have that, that particular point coming through. And I think we put it to bed, but it's still, I'm getting a lot of WhatsApps about it. And a lot of people are saying they're unhappy with it. Um, the fact that, you know, um, fair people are more successful and stuff. So I think your thoughts then or your advice from that psychological perspective to reinforce the message to anybody in whatever kind of skin condition they find themselves in that by virtue of the fact that you look a certain way does not mean this is uh, an indication as to what you can achieve what you can be and what is destined for you because ultimately I think you need to um, send the message out to them that there are other factors at play. That uh, how you look and um, it shouldn't define, it should, you should really not define yourself by the color of your skin. And um, you are in entirety a, a, a beautiful person and you, you really need to understand that we all have our place in this world, that we were put here to, um, to be of value and to um, play a role individually and I think we focus so much on on things like that that we lose the impact of of the fact that we are physical mental social spiritual beings as well mm. Mm. and and take a little bit away from the physical aspect of it and embrace the fact that yeah. you are beautiful yeah. um, and that you can have radiant skin but you really need to be lit from within absolutely yeah you know um, in terms of like researching the topic and having a sense of direction as to where my conversation is going to go. Of course, it changes because it depends on what my callers want yeah. to talk about. But um, I did research the issue of body dysmorphia and I wanted to spend some time on that. And that's not necessarily talking about um, the color of your skin. Yes. You could not like the shape of your eye. You 
you could not like the color of your eye you could not like the way your lips look how big your kneecaps are you know you basically dislike your body and that is a great uh, space of i think depression anxiety and even esteem issues for many um talk to me about how one should go about mitigating that if you don't like anything about yourself you know what becomes the psychological advice or counsel that you could give to somebody who you know is a little bit unhappy with the way they look and i think in that aspect you need to you really need to address it um because it is a lot more widespread um than we aware of you know um girls particularly have a lot of hang ups about my hips are too big my face my nose is too big whatever and um there was a study done in harvard recently and they actually did uh, as a, a fiji girls and um it was on eating disorders which you know is as hand in hand with body dysmorphic disorders and things like that and um they, they found that these children went exposed to tv and then they exposed them to tv so i'm i'm bringing in the social media kind of aspect and um there was an increase in 15% of their um behavior bulimic behaviors uh, as a result so it's showing you how um society does put out these stereotypes of how we should behave and what um what perfect and what ideal yeah. is um and we need to understand that and then change that so we need to um sort of be aware of uh, what we are putting in our kids and raise their self esteem i think at, at a young age you have to um take responsibility for yourself to um sort of com- build self confidence um compare yourself to yourself so we always have a yardstick of somebody yeah, else but yeah. actually and i think it's a great thing of acceptance as well yes. you know i possibly there are things i can change there are things i can't that, that you can't change and and that's okay you know and 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 you just want to be sort of the best version of yourself that's all we actually should be striving to get towards. Yeah. And yes, body dysmorphic disorder is very common, but there is help for it. And if you do need help, you do need to be assessed. You you should go and get it. There is uh therapy and and we need to change the thought patterns that that serve governance because it it starts with the faulty thought of I'm not good enough like I said earlier. Yeah. And 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 why do they why does it thought even have yeah. a, a chance, you know? Absolutely. Well, that was psychiatrist there Dr. Javani Kamudli and Najma as we end our conversation Najma Khan of course um that in itself not addressing what um makes you unhappy with yourself or about yourself then leads to physical damage and you don't want a mental damage plus a physical damage. So, I think, you know, as you end the don't mess with my skin campaign how can anybody actually become a part of it and 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 learn more about it well um go to our facebook page called don't mess with my skin um you can send us messages via um that page and um just you know one thing to all the listeners is um you know just love yourself love the skin you're in and if you do have issues and flaws there are treatments and products available that are safe to you so you know go rather choose that path absolutely well wonderful and i think thanks so much for and uh, talking about this very important conversation and you know i think in a year like uh the, in a year like 2018 where you celebrate the mandela centenary 
I can't help but ponder that Nelson Mandela was quite a dark man, but wasn't he the most successful being you've ever heard of? So that's just my point on it. So this broadcast came away courtesy of the team executive producer Salma Patel, Rachel Vadi, and we've um, been engaging on this issue with you throughout the hour. Tomorrow, though, it's a date because I'm going to be seeing you here at the M1 studio, 1 to 2 o'clock. We're talking about Ward 71. It's a by-election debate ahead of the polls. You can talk to me about everything that you feel needs some address there and how are these candidates vying for the position of councillor there. I'd like you to bring that through to you. So we'll see you at M1 here at the SABC studio in Durban, 1 to 2 o'clock. From me, Tarish, hey, have an awesome day. News break. Lotus FM. Powered by SABC News.